The final week of preseason has kicked off quite literally with a bang, or should I say with a few bangs, when Aaron Donald decided to repeatedly smack a few Bengals players with a helmet, which is what we will be leading off with today. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. I'm Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros. CJ, how are you doing tonight? You know what, Adam? I'm fine. It's always great to be on the show, and, uh, you know... I just, I'm happy. I am. Because, you know, preseason's about to end, and that means we're going to get real, actual, honest-to-God football. That's right, man. Actual, meaningful football. We can settle into our fantasy football. We can sink our teeth into these topics once opening day comes around. But still a lot of action uh, during the preseason, which, and, which is what we'll start off with, which is this brawl between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams. So I'm not sure whether or not any of this stemmed from the Super Bowl matchup a few months ago because these two teams were facing facing each other back in February. But Aaron Donald's superstar uh, defensive tackle, Aaron Donald for the Rams, was right in the middle of it. And it was very reminiscent of Miles Garrett if you guys remember back, it was what, 2017, 18, ripped up uh, Miles Garrett, the defensive end, ripped off a uh, 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 the Steelers quarterback, May, uh, Mason Rudolph's helmet, bashed him. Uh, he bashed him once in the head, tried to hit him. With Aaron Donald, it was different in this fight. He, do, he took somebody who, God knows whose helmet during this brawl. And just started bashing. I don't know if it was one player or if he was just going ham on everybody, but it was crazy. But CJ, what are your thoughts on this all-out brawl that just went that just took place a couple days ago? Well, it does raise some interesting questions. Now, after watching Miles Garrett play whack a bangle with his with their helmets, you gotta wonder. Can you be suspended for a practice fight in the preseason? Now, personally, you know, things get chippy. I mean, Adam, you know, we're both Pats fans. Remember the Pats and Panthers got into a lot of fights during their joint practices? So, you know, these things happen. But Aaron Donald just grabbing two helmets and just smacking people around, just, I mean, that seems like a little bit much. Now, I'm not saying, ah, suspend them for the year, but... He's going to, I mean, but like no punishment like at all. And some people say he shouldn't be punished. And I get that. I do. Cause you know, preseason, you know, it's just a joint practice, but I don't know. Like, I feel like if this happened in like an actual game, you know, there would obviously be some concern, but I, the NFL rules aren't exactly clear on if something like this is a suspendable offense, especially in joint practices. I personally, I wouldn't be shocked if I'm, you know, if he actually, you know, doesn't get any form of punishment. But, and if he did, it would have to be from the Rams themselves. What do you think, Adam? Listen, I think he should be suspended because Miles Garrett was also suspended when he went out. He went at Mason Rudolph once with one bash of the helmet. Aaron Donald did it and just kept on going just repeatedly. And he, he got six games and I feel like six games was, not quite enough 
for swinging a big, hard helmet at some dude at his head. Mm-hmm. Like, that's almost intent to kill. And you get six games oh, for that. Gosh. I mean, I don't think he wanted to kill anyone. I mean, come on now. I mean, I don't. It's not like, I, I mean, I'm not saying that he's trying to kill him. I'm just saying, like, that's the type of thing you would do if if you are, like, you're, like, what what do you, what else are you trying to do when you're coming at at this guy's head? You ripped his helmet off, so now he doesn't have protection, That's and now you're enough. bashing him over the head with it. I mean, he's not trying to help know. him put it Tackers back on. Flare, I'll tell you I that guess. much. He's not going to help. He's not trying to help him put it back on, and like, like, and not to, that this makes it any better, but uh, Gar- Miles Garrett only went at him once. He smacked him once. Aaron Donald kept going. And if it was at, if it turns out this that this was at one player uh, singularly, then that's a really bad look on his part. And like, it's still a bad look because if you're swinging at anybody, that's pretty bad. So, like, I get it. Like, you want to say, like, yeah, like this was this wasn't as on as big of a stage, so the NFL won't face as much blowback, dude. If you're trying to do something like that, doesn't matter if it's in the Super Bowl or in. Uh, in the Hall of Fame game, it should not be tolerated at all because that's mm. something that's like that's like semi-barbaric. I mean, it's just like wow, and it's Aaron Donald too. Like this is a guy where it's like people look up to this guy, and everybody yeah. and their mother knows who Aaron Donald is. So when they when they hear that Aaron Donald did this and then did not face any discipline for it, pretty bad look on the league on their on their part. Yeah, Adam, that, that's 100% correct. And I am not denying that it's a bad look on the league. But if you want to look at it from a relatively factual standpoint, this is kind of a gray area because if it happens in a practice, then, like I said earlier, plain and simple, it's up to the Rams they want to suspend him. And let's face it, they're not going to. Because, you yeah, know, they- it's Aaron Donald. You're not going to suspend the best player on your team. That's just not how sports work, you know, if you're an organization. But, uh, yeah, I do feel that something at least should happen because you can't just, you know, start swinging around helmets trying to hit people and, you know, just get off scot-free. Now, I, I'm a fan of Aaron Donald, and I was shocked to see him do this, but I, I just – I feel like the league's hands are kind of tied because they technically can't do anything. And I said it once, said it twice, I'll say it again. If there's any form of punishment, it has to come from the Rams – but we both know that's not going to happen. Yeah, but this is still some, it's a joint practice and the video went viral of Aaron, uh, Aaron Donald going nuts with this, with this poor, with whoever's helmet. It's not his because it was a Bengals helmet. Two Bengals helmets. Was it two? Oh yeah. There's like picture of him. He's got a helmet in like both hands swinging. Jeez. I didn't, I didn't see that part. I thought, I thought it was just one, but, I mean, that's, that's worse. That's worse. He's not going to, he's not trying to help. Like I said, he's not trying to help him put it back on. And like, this is something that this is a joint practice between two teams, two teams that were just in the Super Bowl, And it is like, this is jurisdiction of the NFL. These are two NFL teams. And this is Aaron Donald. Yeah. You, oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah if you're, you're listening showing, on the show, I'm showing Adam a picture right now. And yeah, he's got two helmets. Well, I only I only saw him bashing with one. 
So maybe he was holding one and then just going yeah, ham one with One helmet other. bash now, one helmet bash later. Yeah. But either way, like, man, like, it just doesn't I, – I just don't think it matters what stage it's on. If you're doing that, it's barbaric either way. Like, yeah, it might be not as bad of a look by the NFL because less eyes will be seeing it. If it were, this were happening in the Super Bowl, we could be talking about Aaron Donald being suspended for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just disagree with the idea that we should – the, the, the morality of it is different based on the stage. Like just because it happened in a joint practice doesn't mean doesn't mean the 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 punishment shouldn't be the shouldn't be the same because this is like this is still a serious thing like he could have really hurt somebody. Yeah, yeah, you 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 are correct, and I mean I'm just saying like what I know. I I don't know, and maybe I just I don't know. I really don't. Be- and I, I do think he should get like some like a fine or like a suspension of some games because you can't just attack someone with their own helmet and expect to uh you know just be free. I mean, like like you said, look at Miles Garrett. He got like they threw the book at him after he did that. And I mean Aaron Donald did the same thing but worse. And they're saying like just because it's not on as big of a stage, the NFL is just going to let it slide. I mean, the rules say so, but uh, this is one of those things where I'm going to have to disagree with the rules, you know? Yeah, and looking at I, – I've looked at a couple of reports when uh, uh, before this show, and it looks like the NFL has been silent. And there's one article by Sports Illustrated uh, written a day ago saying NFL is not expected to dis- – Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Donald. Imagine yeah. Aaron Rodgers going at it. Uh, it's always yeah, the defensive I be lineman, of isn't it? It's always the defensive lineman, isn't it? But then again, you're not gonna you're not gonna be hearing uh, see, hearing of Rodrigo Blankenship going at it with his helmet. You're just not not the same intensity. It's probably it's probably an intensity thing. The way they're trained, it's like rah rah, yeah. let's go. Mm-hmm. Whereas quarterbacks, it's like a yeah. mental thing. Mm-hmm. Same with kickers. As well, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like a lineman's the only one that would maybe do that. I mean, for example, could you see someone like Jalen Ramsey doing it? I don't know why, but I can't. Could you see someone like DeAndre Hopkins doing it? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think so either. Like, like I said, I think it's an intensity thing. When you're playing around the ball, you really have to have to have that energy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Because like, you, you really need to like go through a guy. Who can probably bench bench press your mother and uh, uh your and your, your mother father. and and your father and <laughs> probably can bench press your entire family. Like I'm pretty sure I remember Richie Incognito uh, was on was on Colin Cowherd before bef- like kind of before he he got a really bad reputation. But he was talking about just casually about what he can bench. He can bench 500 pounds. I can I I can bench half of that and I'm I'm proud of that. Like oh. Like I you can understand why you need to have the intensity, but damn, like keep that under control, especially when your name is Aaron Donald and you're one of the most famous defensive linemen on planet Earth. Like you talk about players on the defensive line, usually they don't get usually they on the front seven, you don't unless you're a defensive end, you don't get much recognition. Mm-hmm. Like, but Aaron Donald does. So 
crazy stuff there. But you know what else is crazy? Is this Cowboys offensive line that continues to suffer after this past season. And that this that whole team is really just suffering. But we're going to get to that next. Don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. I'm Adam Wright. CJ Medeiros with you. Brought to you by Fans Only Sports Network, Power 88, Dean Radio. So the Cowboys, they've lost their left tackle, Tyron Smith, for at least three months with a torn hamstring. So the biggest issue with this is that they also lost in free agency. One of their other tackles in Lyle Collins... They did tr- they so they did draft a guy with their first pick. It was Charles Cross, an offensive tackle. So they have one tackle, but they're missing another. But this is a bit of, like they also lost Amari Cooper to cap hit, and uh, I'm for, I'm forgetting uh, Greg Rand- Randy uh, Gregory Ra- Randy Randy Gregory right. So. I mean, I saw this Cowboys team as kind of a kind of a playoff team here, at least in the in contention for it. But with the state of this offensive line, they've lost some pieces on pretty much everywhere on the field. Where do you see this Cowboys team going this year? Uh, well, Adam, home. That's where I see them at the, especially at the end of the season. Now, look, I know it's just one injury. But let's face it, Tyron Smith, his injury, literally, like, his knee exploded. I mean, his hamstring has been ripped off the bone. That is serious. And when you compile that with, like, some of the injuries he's been accruing over these recent years, that just that's just really unfortunate. And considering the fact he plays arguably the most valuable position in football, not named quarterback, the left tackle, you know, protecting Dak's blind side, that's going to be an issue, I think. And considering the fact we know who this guy is, you know, multi-time pro bowler, two-time first team all pro, some Cowboys fans would perhaps argue a future Hall of Famer, because let's face it, he's darn good. But I'm not ready to enter that conversation quite yet. But it's just, and that O-line is already worrying, because like I said, you know, you lost Lyle Collins of free agency. So both your tackles are gone, and... On top of that, you know, you basically only have Zach Martin on the line, and he's like arguably the best offensive lineman in the league, but he can only do so much. And when when you look at what they've lost, I feel like they'll I just they might not make the playoffs. There's a real chance they don't make the playoffs. And if Jalen Hurts can step it up in Philly, if he even has an average season, Philly will win the division. 
And I feel like they probably were regardless, but let's face it, Tyron Smith's injury does not help. Yeah, and like, so looking at this team, like we said, they lost Randy Gregory. They lost Amari Cooper. They lost they they lost Lyle Collins and now Tyron Smith. So those that's both of your starting uh starting tackles from last year. So looking at it that way, like ooh. And on top of that, your division rivals are getting better. And in fact, the Eagles might be better than you at this point. Better receiving core, I believe. Way better O-line. Better offensive line now. Quarterback plays hand in hand. We'll see how how Jalen hurts how Jalen hurts plays. Defensive like, backfield. Yeah, defensive backfield everywhere. That team has talent, and here the Cowboys are, not even knowing what they're going to do, twiddling their thumbs. They they couldn't even and they were in so much cap trouble. They were they were their main priority wasn't even to get make their team better, to improve from where they finished last year, which was a wild card round exit. They were trying to get under the cap so that they could keep some of their players, just sustain what they had before, which was a wild card round exit. And now you lost your most of some of your good pieces on offensive line. So, holy crap! Like things are just looking not very good for the Cowboys when they just had a big turnaround from one year to the to another. Now it's like. It's, it's not looking good for the Cowboys. It's just, it's it's not. They may not even finish above 500 at this point. I like CeeDee Lamb. I like Dak Prescott when he's protected and he has weapons around him. But no more Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup has some, Michael Gallup has some, has some potential. Yeah, but he's coming off an injury though. ACL, I believe. Yeah. But at least he'll he won't have the pressure of being the number one. He'll he'll be the number two, and you have yeah. Ceedee Lamb who's going to be stepping into that role, which I do believe he's ready for, and he does have top five talent, uh, a top five talent level. But uh, they're I'm looking at their backfields. Ezekiel Elliott, yeah, I I liked I've liked Ezekiel Elliott. Actually, I've loved him in years past, but. He's clearly declining. He's not the same player as he once was when he ste- first stepped foot in the league. And honestly, Tony Pollard's catching up to him, which is good for the Cowboys. So that they, they do have a, a one-two punch with Tony Pollard being there as well. Hopefully they use it that way instead of trying to delude themselves into thinking that Ezekiel Elliott still is 2016 self. I hope they don't do that. Then they'll really be shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, and I mean... Do we need to? Do we even need to talk about that defensive backfield with Trevon Diggs? Yeah, I mean Diggs in himself, you know, he gets the highlight reel picks, but he but he hemorrhages yards, gets the most yards in the league last year, and who's even their corner too? I I don't even I couldn't tell you. I'll have to look it no. up, but I don't even know if it's worth looking it up if we don't know who it is. Pretty much, yeah. And it's like also <laughs> to the fact that. Trevon Diggs has allowed over uh, nearly not uh, nearly a thousand yards in coverage this past season. Tells me that, well, the quarterbacks don't love to throw where Trevon Diggs isn't. So just saying. Yeah. But maybe he should be a wide receiver. They could use some help in that wide receiver room. Wow. Too. You want their defensive backfield to get worse? I mean, like yikes. It's oh, not and like uh, it's good now. Yeah, I know. 
But Adam, before we wrap up, there is one thing I want to say. So I have here uh, Tyron Smith's page on Pro Football Reference. Yes. And I'm looking at like how many games he's played. So, you know, the NFL now is 17 games, used to be 16. And then his injuries started happening in 2016. Only played 13 games, 13 games, 13 games. You know, he used to be playing 16 to 15, like 15, 16 games, no problem. But then all of a sudden he starts missing a few games here and there. And then when you get to uh, two seasons ago, we only played two. And then last season, he only played 11. And look, I mean, I know 13 games is still really good, but the injuries are starting to mount, are they not? Yeah, I mean, if you're only expecting 13 games out of your all your all pro caliber left tackle, then that's not good. Especially since like they like your left tackle can be a lifeline. Like that's your blo- that's your quarterback's blind side that you're trying to protect. And though and these thir- these 13 game seasons have been during Dak Prescott's early years in his career. So are you really going so so Literally, for three yeah. ga- three so for three games in the season you're essentially saying f it let's just give it to let's let's just let we'll see what happens see if Dak see if Dak survives these games that's not good yeah that's just yeah it's it's not good yeah you but, are correct and uh, Adam yes I think it is worth noting that in the draft the Cowboys did double up on offensive tackle. They took Tulsa's Tyler Smith with their first round pick. And then in the fifth round, they took. So wait, so where, oh yeah, yeah. So I said Charles Cross, they picked. No, he went to Seattle. I I mistaken that for Seattle. That was the number nine overall pick. We were talking about that off camera, but yes, it was Tyler Smith. Yep. So another T Smith. Yep. And then in the fifth round, they took Matt Willetsko from North Dakota. I don't know if Matt Willetsko is game ready. I mean, you know, he's taken in the fifth round for a reason. But Tyler Smith, the tackle from Tulsa, you know, we were watching the draft live. And then even then I said he was a huge reach. I mean, he's got a lot of potential, but he's a penalty machine. So so if Dak's not killed behind the lines, the flags will kill him. Yeah, it's not. It's oh, it's not looking good for the Cowboys. It's just not like. I and I don't know if there's something they could have done to work with this cap with the cap trouble this offseason because if you looked at this if you looked at it um with other teams like let's say the New Orleans Saints who were in the most cap trouble out of any team this past this past offseason in what how many weeks they went from dead last to I believe almost first in cap space yeah, so it's like, much. and I'm not the type who, who does not believe in the caps in the cap, but I, I do, I am the type to believe that is, it is very easily manipulated. You can look at all these different players and say, can you take a little pay cut? Can we convert this into, into signing bonus? Can we, can we cut this bottom of the roster player? Can we do this? Can we do that? Can you trade some pieces that we don't need? You can, there, there are things you can do. And the Cowboys just said, you know what? They threw up their hands and they, they, they let go of Amari Cooper, who was who between him and CeeDee Lamb were one of the better uh, receiving duos in the entire league. <clears throat> Excuse me. So not the best thing on their part. Randy Gregory's gone. Lyle Collins is gone. 
<clears throat> and they're just sitting there hoping that they just stay the same as they were last year. Does that make sense at all? Doesn't to me. No, because, because if you lose the, pieces, typically yeah. you get worse. Yeah, and the the goal of the teams to get better, and if at bare minimum you're saying I hope we stay the same, you have problems. Yeah, and another another piece I I failed to mention, Cedric Wilson, so decent wide receiver three, slot guy, he's gone too, so <laughs> you know it's like it's not a big deal, but it's still like damn, like ah. Uh. But I think we I think we've talked this to death, and uh, I want to move on to um, a week one starter that was named. So we we talked a couple of weeks about some quarterback battles, and one of those, namely one in Seattle, was won, and they have their their starter named. So we'll get to that next. Don't go anywhere. This is Fumble Roost Podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Fans Only Sports Network. Adam Wright here with CJ Medeiros. So, after a long quarterback battle that is re- that has gone up until basically the end of uh, the end of through preseason up until basically the end of preseason uh, through the, through training camp basically up until the end of preseason, Geno Smith has been named the Seahawks Week One starter. So the C- the Seahawks they obviously they traded away quarterback Russell Wilson, longtime quarterback for them. In return, they got Drew Locke kind of as a throw in. They got for a first round pick. They got uh, tight end Noah Fant, who's a solid tight end in his own respect. But instead of going with Drew Locke as the Week One starter, who they got from the Broncos, they went with their old backup quarterback Geno Smith. So CJ, what are your thoughts? I mean, on the surface, it does make sense seeing as Geno Smith has already been there for two seasons and definitely has the playbook down a lot better than Drew Locke. But I would argue Drew Locke has the higher ceiling. He's faster, you know, He and he's got a bigger arm, and he's just more explosive than Geno Smith. But when you look at Geno Smith's career, I believe he was like a second-round pick, third-round pick, something like that. He's left a lot to be desired. I mean, arguably his best season was in 2014 for the Jets, where he had a 59% completion percentage, about 2,525 yards, 13 touchdowns, and 13 picks for a 77.5 passer rating. Now, last year for the Seahawks, I'll admit, he was pretty good with a 68% completion percentage, 702 yards, five touchdowns, and a pick. But he really didn't play like that many games. I mean, especially not last season. I think he was uh, honestly like I, I don't like recall how many games he played, but he obviously didn't 
you know, he didn't play that many, you know, across the whole season. So I just, I feel like in a way, you know what you're getting, Seattle. You're not going to the playoffs. Sorry, not sorry. You, you're not. And this is a throwaway year, maybe a tank for like a better draft pick, but you're almost, you're basically asking for mediocrity of Geno Smith. You'd be doing the same with a Drew Locke, but he's more explosive. So I feel like I personally would have gone with Drew Locke, but I understand why he would go with Geno Smith. Yeah. And the last time Geno Smith was a starter was in 2014, 13 to 13 touchdown interceptions, 20, uh, 2,500 yards. And I believe so a quarterback record of three and 10 and he started 13 games. So like, yeah, it's, you know, like it's, it's just like, you can, you can clearly tell that they, they don't believe this is their year. If it's between, I'm sorry, but it's, if it's between Drew Locke and Geno Smith, chances are it's not your year and don't let, Pete Carroll saying, well, I think we have two number ones. Be Don't let that get in the way of what's really going on here, which is that they just don't believe in this team. And maybe they win a few games, probably more with Drew Locke. But look, I'm glad I, on another end of this, I am glad that they went in and they decided to make this an actual competition because like just because you were acquired a player who's done well in the past doesn't mean you should just hand hand them the job unless your name unless you're some unbelievable you know superstar who you know is going to pan out like a Tom Brady a Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers if it's not one of them then make them earn the job especially when you're it's a newly acquired player you make it an open you make it an open competition it sends all the right it sends all the right messages to your clubhouse or excuse me, not clubhouse. This isn't baseball. Uh, all the right, all the right messages to the lock, to the locker room, all of the right messages. Because if you just hand it to him and you say, well, we, we acquired him. He was good in the past. So you're getting the job. Don't have to work for it. What does that say about, what does that say about what the, what the coaching staff thinks of that team? You know, and what are the uh, what are the teammates going to believe? They're going to say you just were handed this thing. The players aren't going to respect a guy like that who's just handed a job. They're just going to say, "Screw you, pal." You know. But I, I am glad they made an open competition. It looks like from reports in training camp, Gino uh, Drew Locke did look good, but Geno Smith beat him out. So, yeah. I, but like I, again, I just don't think I care because. This team is just not it's just not that it's just not a very good team. They're they're playing they're clearly playing for a couple of years later. Like they're 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 playing for they're playing the long game here. Yeah, Adam, you you're right. And uh looking back on uh Friday, you know, uh Seattle, you know, was playing Dallas in the preseason and Drew Locke, I mean, this was like his final gasp, you know, to actually do something with his time here. And he threw three picks. So I guess at that point, you know, the, the choice is clear, is it not? So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess Geno Smith was the right choice. Like I said, you know, didn't wasn't as bad in the preseason as Locke, and he knows the team better. So, yeah, I mean, this totally makes sense. And apparently they both, they both looked good during training camp, which is why 
which is why it took so long for a starter to be named. But still, like, you know. Yeah, that's just – I mean, let's face it. No matter who wins that quarterback competition, the team loses. They're not a contender this year. And as we've said many times, this is just a throwaway year. It is. I mean, every team has one, and now it's your turn, Seattle. Yeah, essentially. I mean, it's not all doom and gloom. I mean, he does have some good weapons to throw to, i.e. guys like DK Metcalf Tyler and Lockett. Tyler Lockett. So, so, I mean, there's that. So he shouldn't be earth-shatteringly terrible, but obviously, you know, he's not a franchise guy. Yeah, decent backfield, though. I like I like Kenneth Walker, what he, what, uh, he brings to the table. I also like Rashad Penny. We'll see how – actually, is Kenneth Walker out for a while? I think he is. I saw, I read something like that. Either way, they still have Rashad Penny. Their offensive line still, still is not good enough, even though they got Charles Cross in the draft. And their defense is, well, let's just say they're not like their, uh, they, they, this isn't their, this isn't their Legion of Boom days. We'll, we'll say that much because it's, it's just not looking good. What are you, are you looking at something? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm trying to see what Kenneth Walker's injury is. I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to find it. You can continue. He has a. The, they think he has thing? a hernia. 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 Ooh. So yeah. I, I think he's out. Supposed to be out. Or. Well, they're saying what? it's mild. If there is one, like no one really knows right now. But they're saying that they're holding out hope for. Uh, you know. Uh, week one. Although so if possible. I were them, I wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah, I probably would not either. And on, like we said, this is kind of, this is clearly a, a bridge year. You know, I, I wouldn't even say like bridge implies you're look, you're playing for next season or maybe even two seasons down the road for this. This is more rebuild, mm-hmm. you know, like they still need to build up a, de- a, a defense and they still need to work on that offensive line. And, they, I'm sorry, guys, but you need a quarterback. You need a quarterback. This was a cute little, uh, fun, cute little quarterback competition, but neither of these guys are the guy, unless Drew Locke just balls out, which I don't see it. He could. He could. The jury's kind of still out on Drew Locke. It's been gone for a long time on <laughs> Geno Smith. But Drew Locke, I guess, maybe. Maybe let's see. Let's see a little more. I'm kind of decided, but I, like I, w- I won't completely close the door. But still, I just don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. But uh, CJ, any other thoughts before we end the show tonight? Uh, no, not at all. All right. Well, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Be sure to tune into us live Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7:30 on Twitter and Facebook through Fans Only Sports Network. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week over and out.